There are many sight loss societies around the UK providing a whole range of help and support to individuals and their families when it comes to coping with losing your sight. Now, some of these organisations concentrate specifically on certain eye conditions and the Macular Society is one of those. Now, they have all sorts of support available and a roadshow coming up in May. Now, to tell us a little bit more about that, we have with us Jamie Cuthbertson. Jamie, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Nice to speak to you again, Alan. So, tell me first of all, Jamie, a little bit about the say the condition, the, the macular conditions and the society. Yeah, in broad terms, the Macular Society supports people who've got central vision loss. And the majority of the people we support are people who've got age-related macular degeneration, which is where people lose their central vision. And that means they have difficulty with things like reading text, looking at faces or watching the television. So anything that involves detail or colour perception tends to become a bit of an issue. We also support a number of people who've got central vision loss, but through other conditions such as Stargardt's or Best's or Lieber's, which tend to affect people when they're a bit younger. The society is mainly about supporting people with that key thing of central vision loss. Okay, so what work then does the society do to help individuals and and their friends, families and so on? Well, I think, first of all, it's important to emphasise that we do support people and their friends and families, as you've just said, because a lot of people think it's just for the person who's got the condition. But actually, a lot of times we find that the family and friends need just as much support and help and guidance on how to help the individual who's got the sight loss as well. One of the biggest things that the society does is information. We've got a whole range of information leaflets about the condition, about treatments, about things that can be done to help. And we do figure that our leaflets are very well laid out, they're very good contrast, and and people generally have pretty good things to say about the, the quality of the information. And we also have information on our website. All our information leaflets are available in print and also in audio or can be downloaded from the website so there's lots of good information out there in, or from that side of things the, the other aspect of what we do is supporting people in a more perhaps we, I would call it a, a more personal way we've got a, a very good helpline which people can phone in and either get information on the leaflets or about any of the other services but we also have the ability to refer people on to a counselling service so if people are really struggling a little bit more needing a bit more hand-holding then the counselling service is available to them and it's independent of the society so it's a, a completely confidential service which I think is appreciated by a lot of people. We always think about support when people are going through say that sight loss journey in terms of you know what equipment's out there what services are there to help them. and perhaps sometimes Jamie that emotional side of things can be a little bit left behind. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. And that's really why we've got the counselling service. People go through a whole range of emotions and it's described as being a bit like a a bereavement. You know, you've got the anger, you've got the kind of denial, you've got all the stages that people can go and, and different people will go through these stages at a different rate. So you've just always, when you're in the field of supporting people with visual impairments, you've just got to be a little bit aware that you might be dealing with people at different stages in that journey and you have to do a bit of a hand-holding or, you know, appropriate support at the right time. And I think the counselling service is not going to be for everybody, but for some people, you know, it's an absolute godsend to have somebody to talk to who really understands and who's not going to be judgmental. Are people encouraged to join support groups themselves? You know, I I know when we talk to various individuals who are going through that, we say the sight loss journey, sometimes peer support and and talking to people who've been through it is a big help. 
Yes, certainly in Scotland we've got 28 support groups at the moment around the country as far north as Orkney and as far south as Newton, Stewart and Dumfries. And for those people who want to go to groups, and I would never force people to go along, I'm not going to drag people along to the groups if it's not their thing, but for those who want to go and get that sharing experience with other people, I think it can be an enormously invaluable experience just to go along and share tips and tricks. And it's not even about learning about fancy bits of equipment. Sometimes it's about the really simple things. Example I'll give you is um, a lady who found it difficult to find where to tear off the bin bags from the roll of bin bags. And uh, so the suggestion had been made to her by another lady who had had the same problem. Stick a bit of coloured tape on your countertop and measure from the corner to the tape and then you know, the distance of, and always buy the same bags, and then you know where, <laughs> where to tear <laughs> off the bag. So it was a, an enormously practical suggestion, but if it solves the problem, you know, it doesn't need to be, as I say, the high-tech solution. Indeed. That reminds me, Jamie, of one that I was told about. It was uh, someone who was struggling to put toothpaste on the uh, the toothbrush, and uh, yeah. another uh, person said, well, it's dead easy. You just squeeze a bit of toothpaste on your tongue, and then just yeah. use your tongue to pop it on the toothbrush. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and to be honest, those are the day-to-day things that people struggle with because they don't stop to think as a blind person or as a person who's got sight loss. They think of it as a sighted person and try to keep doing things perhaps the way they they always did do it. And it's not necessarily the obvious way to make it easy. Indeed. (laughs) Now, you've got a roadshow coming up in May. So tell me a little bit more about that. What happens at the roadshow? Okay. well, our roadshow is taking place on Tuesday, the 16th of May. And it's going to be this year in Edinburgh. And we'll come back to the details of exactly when, when shortly. But the fundamental thing about the roadshow is a little bit of sharing of equipment and a small exhibition of equipment and from some of the well-known suppliers and service providers. The format this year is going to be slightly different. In the past, we've had the exhibition before lunch and then the speakers after lunch. But we're doing a bit of mix and match this year. It starts at 10.30. From 10.30 to 12, there's going to be the exhibition. From 12 to 1, there'll be two speakers speaking. And then from 1 to 2, there'll be lunch. And then we go back to some more speakers to finish off up till 3.30. So it's a real mixture of, of information about equipment and services combined with talks from people who are key leading people in the in the field of research and treatment for macular degeneration. And we finish off with a motivational speaker to round the day off and to send people on the way, hopefully feeling a bit more uplifted. Um, so that's the, the general format of the day. In terms of when and where it's taking place, as I say, it's on Tuesday the 16th of May from 10.30 to 3.30, and it's taking place at the Assembly Rooms in 54 George Street in Edinburgh, that's EH22LR, and the cost is £15 per ticket, and that's including your lunch, and tickets can be ordered for, by phoning 01264 350 that's 01264 350 It should be a really good day. We're hoping to have a variety of speakers and the ones that we've got booked at the moment are Dr. Dipali Varma from Sunderland Eye Infirmary, and she's going to be talking about clinical trials and treatment. We also have Dr. Stuart Parks from the Centre for Ophthalmic Research at Garden Naval Hospital in Glasgow. And we have Dr. Alan Stewart from St. Andrews University, and he's going to be talking about calcium and protein buildup in the eye and how that might affect age-related macular degeneration. And we're finishing off, as I say, with the 
motivational speaker whose name is Ali Woodhouse, and she is a blind theatre director, and theatre in the sense of on-stage theatre rather than in hospital theatres. should be very interesting. Sounds like it's going to be a, a packed day, Jamie. Uh, in the meantime, though, if people would like to learn more about the Macular Society or perhaps get some help from that helpline, how do they get in touch? OK, yes, the website for the Macular Society is www.macularsociety.org. That's www.macularsociety.org. And the helpline number is 0300 30 30 111. And the helpline number is also the number of people would call if they feel they need that little bit of extra support through the counselling service. Jamie, best of luck with the Roadshow and thank you for telling us all about it on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you for giving us the opportunity.